Diane. And this is Rachel. Welcome to What the Finance. We're so glad you're here. All right, so tonight we're talking about bees. Yes. And it might seem like a super weird topic for a personal finance podcast to take on, but frankly, it's our show. It's true. And we love bees. It's true. I even have a <laughs> tattoo of a bee. Yeah. No joke. So aside right. from our, um, I would say just like some personal reasons for being fond of bees, uh, they're also super important to everybody's life. Mm-hmm. And this is a finance show. Financially, bees actually contribute at $15 billion a year to the U.S. economy by pollinating crops. I think it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yep. I would definitely, definitely agree. I also, like, I remember the first time I heard, and I, I want to say this was five or six years ago, I heard how, like, influential bees are to our economy, because this was back when it was becoming such a huge conversation that that bees going extinct would would affect significantly more than people thought. And there was always that conversation about produce and what that would do to our food supply and that being a huge issue, but also that, because eventually the the food supply would, we would figure out alternatives. It would take some time. It would definitely, it would take a hit. But then there was the conversation around the economic impact that bees going extinct would have. And I just was like, mind blown. Right. Right. And I will also say one thing that I've been really interested to learn about is that people are trying to figure out alternatives to pollination and they have been for kind of a long time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we're still not anywhere close to coming up with a, a human invented alternative that's as effective mm-hmm. at pollinating plants as bees are just going about their day-to-day business. Mm-hmm. And so I know economist, but also just imagine if we shifted the effort from developing all these alternatives to pollination to actually just making our planet a friendlier place for the people that are already doing it. People. Yeah. These are people. I'm going to stick with that. Doing a kick-ass job. They're keeping our dumbasses alive. I will. That's a hill I'm willing to die on. These are people. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and if you're going to send us hate mail for that one, well, I don't want you listening to the show anyway. And I'll, I'll happily take that. So the other thing that I think is super cool about honey, and specifically um, honey that is local to your region, is that it helps to improve your overall health, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I've had actual medical doctors say, we'll have a spoonful of local honey a day if you suffer from allergies. It improves your allergies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also some data to suggest that uh, having honey, like in your tea or your coffee or whatever, um, reduces the viral life of the common cold, which is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And it can heal wounds. My uh, my youngest brother recently got his wisdom teeth out. He's embarking on a two year long adventure, which he needs his wisdom teeth out for. <laughs> and the surgeon that he went to said 
I could prescribe you antibiotics, but instead my suggestion is just to put some honey on those wounds in your mouth to prevent infection and help those wounds in your mouth to heal, which my parents are pretty excited about because it turns out that honey is way cheaper than antibiotics. Yeah. And cheaper in the sense that they already had the honey and they didn't have to like go buy something new. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just think it's super cool. I agree. That is, and that's a nice alternative because I, I know so many people that are either allergic to or sensitive to antibiotics. And so that is an, that is an alternative when, when possible. Very cool. Mm-hmm. I feel like it can feel a little bit daunting. Right, like, okay, bees are in trouble. What can we do? It's going to save the planet. What will make our economy better? Like, you can't have an economy without a planet. I do think it's a little tougher, yeah. <laughs> and it turns out that in this one case, saving the world isn't actually that difficult. So you can buy locally produced honey. And in preparing for this episode, I actually discovered that Minnesota alone has 120 honey farms in the state. So it's probably fair to assume, I think, that you can find a honey farm close to where you live. I would, I would hope so. I'm going to use that really quick to see what it comes with, up with in our area. But you can go to localhoneyfinder.org. You can also plant local pollinator-friendly plants. Um, so maybe you don't love honey, and that's unfathomable to me because I have a very intense sweet tooth, and I love honey. <laughs> I, so I don't have so much of a sweet tooth, but I do really love honey and it, I've been kind of obsessed with it in yogurt lately. Mm. So there's a, um, there's a local honey farm, or this local to me, they're in Minneapolis and they're called Bear Honey um, and Bear is B-A-R-E. And they make, I mean, you can just buy like regular honey, but they also make like a whipped honey with like flavors oh. in it. So like vanilla bean, like lavender, cinnamon, things like that that are super delicious in coffee. Interesting. Uh, I just ordered some like two weeks ago and I'm waiting for it to be delivered <laughs> because I ran out and I love it. So, and actually I, part of the reason that I really like their honey is because they have a solar array on like the land where their bees forage. So they're like double using the land right, to provide Very solar cool. and space for bees to forage which I think is incredible. It is pretty incredible. Uh, so I did I did check that site really quick because uh, I live in a pretty, I live in a pretty rural area of Minnesota. And I did find one place on in our area. And I, I think it was when I would, so with regards to the, the it helping with allergies, the, the raw honey has to be local to your area. And your area, like your region is considered Oh, what is it? I want to say it's like within 200 miles of where you live. If it's like, if it's like within a 200 mile radius, that would be considered local to your region. And that would help with your allergies. And I feel like another thing that's worth noting is like, you don't take it in the morning. Like you would take like a Benadryl or a Zyrtec and it's going to work right away. It has to be a pretty consistent practice, but it does start to help really does. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Those were very delayed thoughts that I had. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of just rambling on here because I like these, though, you know. These two. They're awesome. I hope you're having as much fun listening to this episode of What the Finance as we had recording it. Now, even though making this show is something we love, we also need your support. Becoming a Silver Spoon patron of our show on Patreon gives you access to polls for future episodes, 
a shout out on the show, and access to bloopers like this one. I, I could never own a fish because I'm terrified of them. Oh. Visit us at patreon.com slash what underscore the underscore finance. Okay, now back to the show. I have no love, basically at all, for former Vice President Pence and his creepy wife. But one small thing that they did that I appreciated uh, was that they did actually build a a honey farm on the grounds of the vice presidential residence while they were there that will be staying. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. I think it's a way to tactically recognize the contribution that bees make. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To our country. So anyway, so that's kind of a cool thing. Like if somebody ever asks me, did I like anything that that administration did? I can say, They built a honey farm on the vice presidential residence. One thing. (laughs) I can't even start because otherwise I won't. I'll be on a tirade for the rest of the night. (laughs) In our household, we're planning for spring and summer. And, but we've been talking about plants that we want in in our yard that we're gonna, and I'm I'm always a fan of pretty plants. And I, I like to have some of those because partially they are bee food and that's good. But we like to have multifunctional plants. So we, if we're going to have something that we're going to take the time to grow, we like, we prefer to, to have something that we can, we can eat. So we've done in the past, like some couple different kinds of lettuce, I think is one of them. So that's a thing that we used to do. Uh, we've done some, some herbs. So we've done mint and chive and blanket on the other one that we have in our side garden there, but I, I know that there's one more. Also, if you ever, if you want a plant that's gonna take over, mint. <laughs> mint is actually very invasive, just as a heads up for anybody. <laughs> no. I, so, and I, I will say, I'm very thankful that I knew that before I planted it. I had known that from a, a friend of mine growing up, her mom had a mint and so I was very well aware of it. So I planned accordingly. I planned a, a big enough space and I wanted it to take over because I wanted to have the fresh mint. Uh, and then once it gets to a point, I'll dig some of it up and give it away. Cause it's also, it's a very hardy plant, but not so much great for the bee food. Cause they don't, they don't really flower per se, I guess. But, um, but as we were talking about plants, I think it was actually yesterday that we were talking about it. Something that, oh, it was Sunday. Something that came up was we wanted to make sure that we did plant a few things that were bee friendly because support the bees. Right. Right. What actually like sparked this concept for me was um, one of my favorite TikTok channels, Hannah's Honeycomb. Oh, I've not heard of that one. Recently though, she posted a video of flowers that are um, good for bees, but repel mosquitoes. Ah. So you can't eat it, Mm -hmm. multi-purpose, right? Mm -hmm. We live in a very moist part of the country. Yes, we do. It is a real problem. (laughs) Yeah, that is really good to know because we used to do lavender. uh, I'm a fan of it. It's a, 
Mm -hmm. Very pretty. It smells good. And it does about as good a job at repelling mosquitoes as nothing. I, th I think the problem is we just didn't have enough of it, mm. which I'm willing to find out. I'm willing to test that theory and just get way more because it's very pretty. Yeah, and it smells great. And it smells really good, yeah. And multi-purpose, you can dry it and use it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, to be completely honest, not that I will because I'm too lazy, but I could. Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those projects I've got on my back burner for someday when I have a backyard that I have full license to just completely tear up and do whatever I want to do with it. But Hanson household is not there yet. Mm. Okay. I can't find that video as we're talking, but Hannah's honeycomb, check her out. And I'm pretty sure that she doesn't even know we exist, but I'm just going to say friend of the show because I find her to be very inspirational. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to check her out after this. And you can learn a lot about um, bees and just the natural world in general. Yeah. I don't think I have much of a wrap up on bees other than bees are very important for so many reasons. And you should definitely, if you have anywhere that you can put any type of a bee-friendly plant. It doesn't have to be a big area, just even in a little, little, little potted plant outside to give them a little bit of food and a little place to like do their bee thing. It helps. It really does. There's a few things that I have to wrap up. There's a localhoneyfinder.org that we mentioned a few minutes ago. Um, you can actually find honey farms on any state in the country on that map. So that's not just local to Minnesota. So no matter where you are, check them out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also if, like, if buying local honey is, it is more expensive than buying your little honey bear at the store. So yep. that's not in your budget and Planting something is just completely daunting to you. That's okay. But also maybe work to advocate for like land conservation, right? Like write letters to your senators and your representatives. Um, and, and stuff that we've been taught really since like kindergarten, right? Don't litter. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, if you live in a neighborhood that has like a homeowners association, like work with your homeowners association board to have the landscaping be more eco-friendly mm -hmm. um, right like things like that like yeah. this is so cliche but really everybody can make a difference yep and it truly is and the bees and it truly is like one of those instances in which every little bit helps like even the smallest things may seem like they're not going to make a difference, but they will. Yes. Yes. And really, I think that ties into the finance piece of it great too. Yeah. And that's something we can learn from bees. Tiny yeah. steps can really get you where you need to go. Truth. Way to, way to bring that around again one more time. Hey, anytime. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I had nothing on this one other than it, they do impact our economy quite a bit. So 
that's like that's our our baseline for whether or not we're going to do an episode it's it's how does it how does it connect to finances and we're pretty we're pretty broad with that that um that requirement and this one probably meets that more than some of the others we've we've done or may do it's true (laughs) you gotta love these true thank you for listening to this episode of what the finance you can subscribe everywhere you get your podcast so you never miss an episode you can also email us at what underscore the underscore finance at protonmail.com visit us on facebook at what the finance follow us on instagram at what the finance check us out on pinterest at what the finance or tweet us at finance underscore what